hey guys what's up how you guys doing i'm chris as always and this is the millionaire podcast so guys we're still on the millennial critics series and this episode you're about to listen to is part three and i invited a beat producer to come and share his journey with you guys on this episode and guys if you're listening if you're listening to me for the first time i want you what i'm talking about i started a series called the millennial creative series where i invite different creatives to come and share their journey with you guys and to also answer some questions that relate to their journey so please go back and listen to the previous interviews i've done in this series maybe part one and part two to you know understand or to hear the experiences of the other creatives i've invited to this podcast and if you're old here thank you for tuning in again i'm really really excited to have you guys here so please guys sit back relax get a drink stay in a very cool and calm environment and let's all jump right into today's episode hey what's good guys how you guys doing um this is another episode or this is part three of the millennial creative series and um on today's episode i have a special guest with me he's actually a big producer and he's here to come and share his journey in that creative side and to also answer some questions that's going to help anyone that's listening to me here so just sit back relax um try to find a quiet place to be able to listen to us clearly because the sound might not be so good since we're just trying to use zoom to record this and um, i hope this i hope every single thing that you hear on today's episode kinds of add value to you in any way or the other so um can you introduce yourself to the audience hello I am Bio, Bio, a very long name, but um, my state name is Bio Junior, B-E-Y-O-J-R. I am a producer, musician, artist, yeah, DJ, sound designer, master engineer, mixing engineer, everything all, all in one, basically, the whole package. But I can't sing to save my life, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, I see. Wait, but wait, why did why did you leave Bio Junior? Like, what made you use Animal Justice? Um, first of all, it was uh, it was something that when I was really young, a girl used to call me. So like, she would write B, then yo. So yeah, so like, um, that's just what I went with. Basically, it sounds like my name. It looks different from my name, so why why not? Let me just run with it. Uh, so that's basically uh, it. I had I had other names, but this, this was the best. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, it's like it was, it was the girl like told me something that you liked or something. Or, oh or no 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 no! no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay okay no problem. No problem. So, like, yeah. so yeah, I wanted to know because you said you're into a lot of things, but everything all comes down to audio and sound in the end. So, like, I wanted to know, like, how did you, what made you even start this? How did you come across this particular creative career or creative area? And why did you even go into it? First off, there is the cliche thing of saying that I have always loved music, but that's, that's actually really true. I've always loved it. And um, yeah. when I was really young, I loved Lucky Dube, like I'm talking two years old. I loved Lucky Dube. Then growing up, I loved uh, Michael Jackson. Then I loved uh, so many others, Coldplay, Drake. 
But the person that really influenced me the most was when I was in uh, SS2. Yeah, when I was in SS2, um, someone gave me an Avicii song. And yeah. after I listened to that, at that moment in my life, I was really, really down. A lot of stuff was happening in my family. And after listening to his songs, I just felt really, really good about myself and about um, the situation that shit, that stuff could actually get better. So, um yeah, Avicii basically was one that made me feel like, okay, wait, I could actually be a producer. I could actually give people what this guy just gave you get. So I really went to learn. I really tried to prove myself just so that I could give other people what he gave to me. That that's actually very nice. So that means the whole the whole point of you entering into this creative space started with the fact that, you know, you were you, you first of all passionate about audio, passionate about music, and at the yeah. same time, it speaks to you on a whole different level entirely. Yeah. Due to yeah, the to Yeah. So like that that is actually very nice. That's very nice. So I'd like to know like how long were you how long have you taken like you know that creative side serious? Like at what part like what year did you say that like, okay, let me start taking this this stuff serious, let me start learning, let me start getting all the software I need to get. Like what particular like how long have you been in that creative space now? Basically, I, I like I said, I started SS2, so I I had um, FL around that time, yeah. FL Studio around that time, and um, I didn't take it so seriously until I got to uni, my first year one, the Covenant University, man. There was this, yeah. um, there was this. I don't know, I don't know if you remember. There was this uh, competition for producers they were doing uh, in school. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred level. They were doing this competition for producers. And a lot of people came in. Um, there was Nick Ames that came in. Um, he's doing his own thing and he's really, really good. And some other producers, yeah. that, sincerely, I can't really remember. But after I did that and I saw that people, what they were doing, I was so inspired. But there was this one guy that took interest in me. And yeah. uh, he was like, yo, after this, come to my room and I'll, I want to see your stuff and I want to teach you what to do. I really like you. So after I went yeah. to meet him, he saw everything I did and said it was rubbish and I should start again. <laughs> and he gave me, I swear, it just blew my mind, man. And he gave me so much stuff to go on, like watch, research on. And I did everything and I saw myself really improving. So like, from, I can say from just that point, I was like, you I could actually take this really, really serious and I really need to grow. So I quit so many things. I quit going out, I quit um, watching movies, I quit everything just so that I could focus. And my whole life was centered around tutorials, interviews, shows, award shows, everything. That was what I was just watching for like one to two years. So wow. yeah, that, that was it, yeah. Well, wow. first of all, like, the fact that I get to ask from that, that time you just said now was, I like to know, like, what ran through your mind the moment that guy said that every single thing you've been doing was nonsense? Like, how, how, did like, you, how are you? How, <laughs> like, how are you to take that particular thing he said? It felt like rubbish, guy, because like I had put in so much effort into this. I felt like I was the next coming of Timberland or something like that. Only for <laughs> the guy to be like, "Yo, everything here is nonsense. You don't rubbish here. Don't rubbish here." It's not like this, it's not like that. I'm like, God, at least give me something positive. Jesus. <laughs> but what made you oh, still listen man. to him? Is it that the guy was good in his own thing too? Like, yeah, what he, made was you listen he was good, to? he was good, he was good. Oh. He was good and I just felt this very comforting spirit about him that like, 
he was saying these things because he genuinely wanted me to improve. And oh, I just that, really felt nice. that about him. Yeah. He has a very nice, loving, father-like um, aura about him that I, I I loved. I loved just being around, especially coming in 100 level, not really knowing anybody, not really knowing much, knew this music thing. And then this guy is like, he'll come, I'll take you on that my thing. Anything he tells me, I'll take it. It's a <laughs> Actually, yes, it gets me very painful now because you can imagine you going to learn all these stuff and someone just comes to your face and tells you that everything you're doing is nonsense. But the good thing about everything he said was that he said that it was nonsense and didn't just leave you hanging. He literally told yeah. you, okay, this is what you did wrong and this is how I can help you get better. Because I think that's one issue that most people have, especially in this creative career, where we can be doing some particular things because obviously in anything we are doing at the beginning stages will never be good. We can't be the best at the beginning. Yeah. It's that we keep going that we keep getting better. So people in this creative space, if someone that is really good sees your work, there's a very hard time the best they can tell you that, look, this thing you're doing is nonsense. But the good thing is that, the, yeah, the thing is, it can be very, very painful actually because you can imagine you putting so much work and you're thinking that I are giving them the best or you're giving your best yeah. and you find out that what you're even doing is not up to 5% of the best. And oh, someone, now comes to, as in someone now comes to tell you, um, oh, this stuff you're doing is completely nonsense. I feel where um, where you, you start listening to that, those kind of people is if you find someone that is ready to also not just tell you that what you're doing is rubbish, but also help you out. Because mm. it doesn't make sense mm. listening to people that tell you what you're doing is nonsense and are not even giving you any alternative. Or yeah, you yeah, you, you just leave them there and you go and yeah. you know, I was feeling like... As uh, in, like, you feel very bad and you don't know what to do next. Like, nobody's guiding you. Yeah. But, but what do you think about that particular thing? Like, what do you think about having somebody that is guiding you to your creative space or do you think that someone can just navigate their creative career without having anybody or do you think that they can that they are like everybody that's in the creative space whether it's an artist or a producer mm-hmm. or one or, or a painter or any creative stuff like do you think everyone needs to have something like a mentor or, like, or something like or someone that they look up to someone that is helping them to you know navigate their creative process Personally, I, I think it's priceless having someone to to guide you in anything, yeah. purpose of um like creativity and helping you find out who you are as as a creative. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's priceless to have a mentor. Like if you do it on your own, it's not impossible, but it is so hard that I would just advise you don't do that. Like if you can get somebody to guide you to help you beautiful, mad, insane, because, like, it's just yeah. help you solve years, like, two, three, four years of complete nonsense. The person will just yes. come and be like, yo, do like this, do like this, do like this. And you see results in, like, two weeks. And you'll be like, whoa! You know? Yeah. So, like, that's that's something that is priceless for me, man. Like, you can learn so much on the internet, YouTube, forums, everywhere, but having a physical person by your side or at least taking your matter p you know can yeah. really just sculpt you in such a way like if you have someone that's like yo chris what's up i've seen i've been seeing what you're doing i love what you're doing i want you to come under my wing i'll show you this show you that show you this show you that give you some equipment and it's just save you years of money tutorials yeah. so much man it's, it's it's priceless it's priceless so like if i i'm not, i'm so excited to like if anyone comes to me that like you are want to learn 
this about production or i want to learn that about songwriting i'm like yo i will give you my everything because i i know where i was so i yeah. know that i can i can help you and i'm so excited helping them it's just that it's about it <laughs> so after you know, I, help <laughs> I said i said i now help them after like two three four weeks i'm not doing it again like what what is this <laughs> what is this rubbish <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> The thing is that, like, to be honest, I, I, I also really, um, um, I also agree with everything you said because for me, I'm not someone that ever liked being in all these kind of group chats or community kind of thing. Why? Because a lot of people are coming with their own different issues that they have. Everybody is just bombarding it there. And it's going to be difficult to just grab all this information and just take it in. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah, you just yeah, have, yeah. when, and the thing is that one problem is, you know, imagine you collect information from this person, collect information from this person. Everybody's just yeah, giving you different yeah, information. Yeah, yeah, you don't know yeah. how to balance mm-hmm. it. But it makes exactly. more sense when you have one yeah. person that you'll be like, okay, uh, this person is, I've seen the person is successful in this thing. So this person yeah. will guide me through it. I'm not going to gather listening listen to any other person. Now I'm listening to just this person yeah. because I want to follow. And if the person his, now gives you people to listen to, it's not yeah. very exact something that it's... Yeah. Ah, Jesus, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just man. Like I feel it's that's just the best. So like I wanted to know, um, in this whole career or this whole creative career, like how do you come up with ideas for like new music or new sound? Because I know that in my business, come up with content for things like podcasts or YouTube videos. But I used to wonder how producers always come up with new sound, like new sound entirely or new beats. Like I used to wonder how like what runs through their mind when they are doing that kind of thing. That's always shocked me. So I wanted to know, like, what's the process like for you? Or what's the phase like for you at trying to come up with new sound or new beats? Process is called being in the toilet. That is the process. <laughs> Just turn the toilet and it drops in your head. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play. Actually, like, actually, that's I agree with you completely. Completely, I agree with you. The best idea is either when I'm on the toilet, I'm taking a bath, or I'm brushing something from that toilet. I don't know what it's about that toilet, but like mm-hmm. it just always <laughs> gives me something really, really nice, you know. For majority of the time, yeah. like how I get an idea is um because I listen to a lot of music, I consume a lot of music, different different yeah. genres as much as possible. So yeah. when I'm on my own somewhere, sometimes even when like I was in class or writing exam. And I'm blank. I don't know what this, what this is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, my mind just wanders. And I'm not even playing. A tune drops in my head. And I'm like, okay, um, I think I like this. So let's say something like, pam, 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 something like that. Something very weird. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I, so what I do in my head is I, I look at it in my head. And I'm like, okay, can I move these notes around? Yeah. What, what can I do here to kind of make it make sense? So I'll, I'll be humming it and humming it and humming it until I'm changing the notes until I get something proper that I really like. Then I now, okay, I take this thing, this is the melody, and I try yeah. and construct a chorus out of it. The chorus, we drop out of it. And I'm like, okay, do I want vocals to be here? I don't want vocals to be here. What do I want it to sound like? And I'll I'll produce it in my head first. Then I now start wow. spreading that out into a full song, all in my wow. head, while I'm not writing shit in my exam. And I'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I will do. And I'll try as much as I can to keep it that keep that in my head, especially that chorus. So I'll now go to like a my voice notes or 
wherever I can record it, I record it down, name it properly, and keep it. So the moment I'm able to get to a laptop, my laptop, my FL, I'll put it down and I'll start putting down what was inside my head and start constructing it. Then, yeah, that's that's basically the whole concept of at least getting the idea down, getting the idea and then putting it inside. And personally, I won't lie, I'm a very religious person and I sincerely believe that a lot of my best ideas, even my shitty ideas, all of them come from Baba God on top. And, last, um, last. I didn't know the Last, last. I swear to God. And he's helping me, man. I'm not even going to lie. He's really, really helping me. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like the basic process. I yeah, think one, I think, I think, I think one thing that I will, like just to even compare what you just said, I think one thing I could say about creative is that, or one thing I would tell a creative is to be very open-minded because ideas can come at any time. Like, literally, there are some particular episodes or there's a particular, um, even, there's a particular idea that I already have that I've never started working on yet that I literally got them when I was washing my father's car. Like, I'm washing my father's yeah, car and yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to, like, yeah, that just comes in and I'm literally already playing how it's going to, like, I'm really, yeah, like, imagine it's going to play out in if i actually you know work on this stuff so mm-hmm. that way I, I completely agree with you when you said that oh you can get ideas from the toilet sometimes you're not even having my butt i just an idea just comes yeah. in straight up and i'm like yo <laughs> so i think i think every creative every creative whether it's a photographer videographer any kind of creative needs to be very open-minded in any way they find themselves like i just can't come in anytime but um Nevertheless, like I wanted to know, um, let, let, let's go to the professional side of what you do. Have you ever have you started getting like um you know professional jobs yet when it comes to your whole beat producing career or your sound career now? Have uh, you started getting professional jobs? Yeah, but more as uh, more as um, more as a mixing engineer, mixing and mastering engineer. Okay. So that's to um, mix your instrumentals, but mostly I get vocals. So like they have their instrumental ready. They've just recorded their vocals wherever they recorded them. And then they give it to me and they're like, yo, I want this to sound fire. And I'm like, okay, no issue. You know, so like <laughs> that's, that's basically man. Um, that's usually that's usually what I do for people. Um, and then I master their tracks and make it sound as commercially ready as possible. But as for my production on its own, for my own instrumentals, I don't really do it, do instrumentals for other people, mostly because. Um, not a lot of people who want EDM songs, at least not a lot of people that I know. And I see my instrumentals as my, as my children, and I, I don't want to just give them out. So yeah. if I'm doing that, I want to give it to somebody that I trust can deliver. Not that someone that is paying me for this instrumental, and then you do trash with my child. Are you mad? So that's 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 so funny that you said that because I know that there's some people in the creative space that always want to get paid for whatever they're giving out. Like for example, if it's a photographer, the guy will want to get paid for taking your picture, or the videographer, the person wants to get paid for making a video or making a film for you. But coming to yeah. here now that like I'm just yeah, the first I'm hearing saying this coming from this perspective of saying that okay, you can give your beast to somebody for free, but you have to make sure that the person is not singing yeah, nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. on that yeah, beat. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very shocking. But I wanted to ask, like, why do you think that way? What's making you have that kind of perspective? Um, first of all, I don't blame the people that want money for like every yeah. single bloody thing they do. 
Because things yes. don't hard. It's not easy. Like yes. it's everything just getting worse. <laughs> yeah, so like they need it's not easy. To be able to, it's not easy. So they need money to be able to sustain themselves, to sustain their career. Because even them, yeah. they are spending money on the things that they need to improve their own career. You know, Definitely. but personally, personally, it's 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 I need more money. I need money. I'm not that good with son. I need money. But the 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 whole process is more important to me. Like I said, I see these things as my children. I don't want to give my children to some, regardless of any money you want to pay me. Just it will pay me too much. It will pay me yeah. too much. It will pay me too much. It will pay me too much. That I'm like, guy, leave it. See, I'll give you this thing, eh? Free. Take. Do something with it, and the royalties that come out of it, the exposure, whatever. If it blows, no issue. We'll run with it yeah. together. Put my name inside, but that I'll sell it to you. I'm. I can't. It will pain me too much. I can't. Not when you do rubbish. With it. <laughs> yeah. no, but but I actually, I'm actually I actually like the fact that you know you take you know your whole career or this whole thing that you do on a very very personal level. Like you're not just making it because you want to make sound for somebody, but you actually, like you said, you see you see those sounds or see those um, um, projects that you do as your children, and you don't want it to just be going around to the wrong person and used in a wrong way, even if it's going to be paid for self. But nevertheless, you still don't want it to be used in the wrong way. Because at the end of the day, if they ask who makes that beat, they'll be like, "Oh, it's B that made the beat." But yeah, yeah. most times, if you notice, most times self, like when an artist even sings rubbish on a beat. Sometimes so they might just condemn even the producer at the same time. They might not even say, oh, <laughs> maybe the beat was nice. Or, or they'll not say everybody, every time on the song. Everything is rubbish. Everything is rubbish. And it's just crazy. But I like to ask too. Um, I know that one issue that most creatives have, I think everyone goes through that phase where they have like a creative rot in the sense that there are that space in their lives where it is difficult to figure out content or it's difficult to figure out an idea or they don't have an idea at that point in time but they still need to do something they still need to make something for example like, like me as a podcaster i said i'll be listening to episode every week but sometimes when to read an episode that week i don't have any idea i don't know what to come and talk about so it's really kind of difficult that sometimes i might have to just figure out something that sometimes i would just not not um, i will not just release any episode i will just bone and not release an episode but I'd like to know, like, have you been or have you gotten that kind of phase before? And how were you able to deal with that kind of phase? First of all, before I answer, I want to throw it at you first. How do you solve that problem? How do um, you solve it? Okay. The thing is that me, eh, that sometimes yeah. where sometimes I will just look for ideas. So, like, if I want to release an episode now, I'll be like, okay, let me look for something that will add value to these guys. So maybe I start um, going through uh, maybe a list of ideas. I used to have a list of ideas I've written in the past, actually. And sometimes when I have a lot of ideas, I write them down or type them on my on my phone and I can go and check on whether there's anything there that I can give to them. But there's a lot of times that maybe the things that are there are not things that can, that can be used for that episode. So maybe I might just sit down and start thinking. Like I literally have to start thinking okay, what can I talk about? Now, what can I talk about? So maybe I'll start trying to remember maybe different conversations I've had before and maybe look for a topic that might resonate with the audience at that point in time. Or maybe um, maybe we do devotion in the morning and I, and I and I read on Bible passages that I feel like, okay, this will make sense if I, if I try to talk about this to my guests, that kind of thing. So I just try to look for content. It's not like it just comes to me out of the blues now. You get. I get you, man. I get you. I get you. It's a very difficult difficult place to deal with. Yes. You have, like, total... Blackout, they're like, yo, yeah, 
I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> bro. So like things like writing it down, self, is something that will help you in those in those periods, you know. Yeah. So I I, I like that. I feel you, man. For me, um, damn, I I I have those periods a little too much. But yes, <laughs> I will lie. Uh, especially this last uh, from the middle of last year up to yeah. um somewhere around the beginning of this year, I've had, like, complete blackout. Nothing. No better thing <laughs> on my mind. Wow. I swear. But I have so many other projects there that I could I could go to and complete. So, like, we're just half, 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 half. Ideas that I put down. So I can yeah. go back to them, complete them. Or, at least nowadays, like, it's, my mind has become a bit clearer. So, like, ideas are just dropping and dropping. But, like, I think I'm straight away from answering the question. Jesus. <laughs> if you're having writer's block, personally, what I do is I have ideas down months ago. I just go back to them and do that. Or I'll take a complete break for like yes, two, that three, that two weeks, three weeks, one month, two months. I'll I'll just play FIFA or something. <laughs> Waste yeah. my life for FIFA. I will like and just take a complete break and listen to me a little less even though I will remove it completely then after two weeks three weeks i'll come back to listening to music i listen to what is what's happening so far right now in music scene and what i really love what am i listening to that i really like from there i'll get an idea i'll get another one like that like that like that so yeah that's that's something that that's something that i do i feel like all i'll just say in general is Anyone that is listening to me and maybe I create my other kind of space, I think just have to look for what works for you. And that is part of the things that you learn in the process. Because, sure. because in your first year or first month or first six months, you might not really have the creative rot yet. But maybe your first year, you have had it. Then you have to, you have to, you now have to start figuring out how to deal with it on your own. There's some people that might be able to take breaks for like a month. They'll put that, that might not have to take breaks. Maybe they just need to not just record that day and just wait till the next week and they'll just get an idea. Everyone has their own. Some people might just go and sleep, wake up and an idea comes to their head. Like everyone has their own. As in, they put it at that beastly, like their own is different like that. Like ideas are always in their head, rumbling every time. But I feel that that's all part of the reasons why we are being told as creatives to always, you know, focus on the process because it's during that process that you learn all this about yourself. Learn how to, you know, um, get your ideas, write them down, learn how to deal with the creative rot area and, that's part of the whole thing about you know enjoying the process and learning learning from the process basically. That's that's very true. That's very very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So still on the professional side, I like to know like I was you know I was, I was saying it before we even had this interview. I was saying that I wanted, I wanted to I wanted to talk about um, the issue with some big producers and artists in this country where mm-hmm. I've, I've seen on Twitter sometimes where I would hear things like a big producer created a or made a very nice beat for an artist, maybe a very big artist, and they go and meet the artist to give to give the artist the beat, and the artist refuses to pay the person. Instead, they'll, they'll, they'll say things like, oh, they're giving the beat producer, um, they're giving the beat producer exposure, that kind of thing. So like, what, 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 what can you say about that issue going on where beat producers are sometimes ripped off, but they're ripped off, like you take their beats and don't give them anything. What do you think about that? Yeah, this is such a, a very bad place to. It's a bad situation to be in. It's a very bad situation to be in because um, a lot of people who give out their instrumentals in very good faith to yeah. uh, artists that, hey, when I give to this guy, 
you give me money, I don't have my Africa in my bay bounce now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that sometimes, man. And that's that's very, very, very sad. I think, I think what, what's oh God is, is such a bad place to be. I think what they can do first of all is have an understanding of uh, of themselves, what they carry, what they have, and of the whole musical law in the first place. Like they need to understand that. Although a lot of people are not going to start pulling out contracts and signing and all of that, but if yeah. you're going to work with this um artists yeah you need to have something of safety nets or something like that you need you need to understand that there's a chance that this guy might wake me up and i don't know i don't know how to put him out but you really need to you need to, to safeguard yourself from that and be very aware like the whole appeal of a video comes in and wants to use your instrumental is sexy is mad it blows yeah. your mind you don't even think about it too much but you need to understand that there's a chance this guy will actually carry this song and say that it was um, one or that it was bloody the bunch that did it for him or something like that, or he did it by himself. And no, yeah. you have no proof. You have zero proof that it's you. So like, just find yeah. a way to do what you can do. Put in your big tags everywhere if you can't. Um, shout it loud on, on your social media that this is what you're doing with this person. Just make have as much evidence as possible for people to be like, yo, this guy actually did this thing and it wasn't you and you're ripping him off. That's not fair. To try and shame him, you get. Because that's the only power yeah. you really have to try yeah. unless you've used the law and there's a signed agreement thing. That's beautiful. But court cases are expensive. People can't do that. So like, yeah, that's just yeah. defend yourself. Man. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because like, that's another, it, that, yeah, yeah. Sorry, another that, thing I want yeah, to man. say, sorry, is if your song was good enough for them to take it and decide to rip you off. I would say something like it take like just take out because you did something good enough for them to steal. That means you can do it again and you can do it again and you can do it again. That means you're good enough. You get so like yeah. obviously do your defense, try and keep yourself safe. But note that it was so good that he wanted to steal it. So you can do something again. Your value yeah. you get. So yeah. that's, that's, that's something I want to say. Yeah, because that's something that I've seen a lot. Like when you go on Twitter, it's so something that I've seen a lot where people will say things like, ah, this person used me to do this or this person used me to do that and they didn't pay me or they said they're going to pay me the amount and they paid me only half or they paid me only quarter, mm. that kind of thing. And I'm always like, wait, so what can we now do? Like, it doesn't now make sense. I know that if you come, like for example, if you come as a video and I want to work on like DVD and you not break contract to his face, I'll put on his table. It's not looking like, ah, who is this guy? Where, where, uh, after yeah, you yeah, up your yeah, life, yeah, so yeah. like, I don't come and drop contract. Yeah. My... And you don't want to also lose, you don't want to lose because at the same time, it just give you, obviously, you might say that, okay, you don't want exposure in the real, but, but in the real sense, it actually does give you exposure too. Even though you right. get paid or you don't get paid, it's just to give you exposure like, oh, they don't work with me. As far as, you know, the same day that the stuff was done by you, it's just to give you exposure. Everybody will be like, ah, who's gonna did this bit? You get that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a very very difficult thing to even navigate. You just you just for it just hope that you don't get ripped off. Yeah, I'm, telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Except maybe you're under except except under a record label that okay record label is handling the issue. Yeah. Then that is where okay you say okay it's a record label that's handling. But as a single person, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. And I will say but, try not to yeah. give them the okay. try not to give them the like the the raw files from where it all started from. Because okay. it's like that, like you don't even have a case. They can just take it, change one thing, and say it's their own. You don't have a yeah. case. So if you're sending them, send them something like the complete thing all together with your big tags everywhere. 
and they can't do anything with it. We get that's nice. Um, second, the last question I wanted to ask was, um, what are some of the challenges that you faced when it came to your career, and what are what are also some mistakes that you made when you also came to this your career that you had for this number of years? Uh, first of all, thinking that it was easy, thinking okay. that it was easy, thinking that I was going to be the next coming of Mozart, thinking <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> thinking that, um, um, that money doesn't matter because it, it, it does to be able to, because, because you need certain equipment to start and that, that requires money. You can start from where you, what you have. But really, you need some basic things. You need a proper laptop. You need headphones. Yeah. You need sound card. You get so like money is really important, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um. Something I can tell younger people or at least someone that has just started is really understand the basics of All right. of music and and songs and how they work and yeah. just production because if you understand that then they can give you the worst laptop and the worst earpiece in this world and you will not be lost. You won't do shit. You get. Yeah. You won't be reliant on the big equipment because you know the, the fundamental basics. And that's something that, personally, I thank God that I went through to understand that basics to get to this point where I am. That I can. You can give me the big equipment and I'll, I won't get lost. I'll know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's okay. But what I did not know that like, you, talk, you talked about um, someone understanding the basics. So let me now ask, let's say I'm someone that wants to go into this particular creative space that you are in now and you're giving the advice of understanding the basics. What would you recommend for me or where would you recommend for me to go to understand these basics? Any person that you want me to that you recommend for me to go and learn um, these basics? First of all, go to YouTube, man, as we all know. But the thing is that I listen to some certain type of YouTube people because I'm trying to do EDM. And you okay. might want to do reggae, you might want to do hip hop, you might want to do Afrobeat or whatever you want to do. And you yeah. need to go and find your own people to teach you your own thing, your own genre. But overall, okay. all I can say is um, listen to a lot of songs, like increase your song listening um, capacity, or ability. Yeah. Try increase the amount of songs you listen to. Try and yeah. take note of when the chorus starts, how long is the song, how long is the verse. What are the changes that they're trying to do? Get a book and a pen if you can. And just take note yeah. of all those ones. And please, if you can, try and learn a basic instrument. Try and learn a piano, a guitar, if you can, please. You don't even need to learn more than like one key. But just try and understand that. And it will help you so much to do a lot, to not do a lot of rubbish. And um, wow. just, just doing that alone is... Is extreme basics, man. Extreme, extreme basics. Look for your genre, people that teach in your genre, basics of your door, your, your FL or your Ableton or your Pro Tools. Understand one instrument, just one, piano and guitar especially. Then um, listen to a lot of songs, a lot more. I'm trying to study them. If you do all these things, like you, in a year, you you you'll be so surprised where you are, sir. So you increase so much. You just those three things alone. So yeah, that was very nice. Like, yeah, I'm i you've given them every single thing that they need to hear today. Because that whole thing you just said at the end, I feel anyone can take that and start putting it into practice right now. Trying to figure out, okay, what first of all, trying to understand, okay, what genre do I want to go into? You listen to more music in that area. 
tried to look yeah, for yeah. tutorials that explained that mm-hmm. how to make mm-hmm. this kind of beats and also practice because that's one thing I always yeah. keep saying practice, every practice, end of yeah, end of all true. this that as a that's creative true. you cannot just gain all the knowledge you have to actually start practicing you practice make mistakes practice make mistakes maybe you might eventually get to meet someone that will tell you oh your stuff is rubbish and start mentoring you but <laughs> it's not part of it's not part of it's not part of the process at the end of the day I swear. Yeah, it's not part yeah. of it but nevertheless like I'm sure that similar question that would have been asked, but at the same time, the podcast has already become too long. But I really enjoyed the conversation that we had because okay. we're able to touch some, yeah, we're able to touch some particular things, some particular areas that I feel is going to add value to people that listen. So, um, guys, listening to me, if you want to talk to Bio later, I'm going to put his um, handle or any way that you can reach out to him in the description. And you can reach out to him. If you have any questions about beat producing or anything that has to do with sound, you can always reach out to him and he can help you out. So, Bill, thank you for um, accepting my invite on this particular podcast episode. And I'm very, very grateful to have you on this episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, no problem, man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)